Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome back. Kicking off another beautiful, amazing week all together with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. And uh, once again, sponsored by Yosef Shmuel Richmond and the Richmond family in honor and appreciation of the Kailo, the Shul, the Shuls, the community, and um, everything in between, everything, every all the special people that make this special community so special. So thank you to a very special sponsor, Yosef Shmuel Richmond. Akash Baruch Hu should give you and your family Baruch and Aslach and Nachas and opportunities to do many, many, many special things for our special community. Uh, so we have a time, this is coming Friday, Asar B'Teves, the only fast day that our calendar allows to fall out on Friday. And uh, this is, I think, the second or the third time this actually happened in the five years that we've been living here. So uh, it's sometimes it's the way that the Jewish calendar is a funny thing. It does funny things, and you know you can have an entire generation that never sees what Erev Pesach looks like on a Shabbos, and you can have like it fall out like you know a few times within a short span of years. Um, had the Jewish calendar works, we had a very rare haftarah yesterday. Mikates, which we never, not, not never, don't usually get to hear the haftarah for Hashemikates. The statisticians is usually Hanukkah. Miketz has come out always the, the first, sometimes the second Shabbos Hanukkah. Um, this year we heard the, the actual Haftar from Miketz with Shlomo Melch and the baby. Um, the statisticians say that the next time that's happening is, is uh, not for another 17 years. Wow. Not for 17 years. So your kids, who are not, who, anyone who has kids who are not old enough to hear the Haftar this week in Shul, you know, they're not going to hear it until they're uh, for another 17 years. Yeah, and we're not going to hear it for another 17 years. So, Asar B'Teve is falling out on a Friday. Let's return to the topic at hand. We're going to have a fast day this Friday. And, um, some, I heard someone say that. I'm not sure if, is that really true, that they always go hand in hand? I haven't done the research. Someone told that they always goes hand in hand. If Mikates is not on Hanukkah, then Asar B'Teve is on a Friday. Is that the only way Asar B'Teve is going to be on a Friday? I don't know. We'll leave it open for the, uh, for the, the unit out there in WhatsApp land. But uh, maybe if it's true, if it's true, then yes, then 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 if Nachi is correct, we're not going to have a servitators on a Friday for those seventeen years. Um, I, I did hear someone saying that it could be, it could be, it's true one direction. I don't know if it's true both directions. It could be whenever Mikates is not on a Hanukkah, servitators is on a Friday. But I, don't, I think this is the third time we've had in the last five years, and I don't remember hearing the after for Mikates three times in the last five years. So it could be it's only true one direction. But anyway, it, we got to go through the halachas once again. Um, there's a lot of halachas that are applicable on a fast day, and there's things that we usually do on an Arab Shabbos, and what happens when we put the both of them together, and the big controversy is going to be, of course, the, the second half of the discussion is, when are you supposed to break your fast? There are perhaps some myths, and, and maybe, or maybe not misconceptions, there may be misconceptions about those misconceptions, when does he break their fast? This coming Friday. But first, let's just do some of the, the more of the, uh, the, um, the the more localized halachas. Um, Erev Shabbos. Let's go through just like like a couple quick Erev Shabbos ideas that, that uh, things that we normally do Erev Shabbos and the question is what do we do with those Erev Shabbos activities when it's a, a, a fast day. So Erev Shabbos, what does everybody do Erev Shabbos when you're running around like a man? The only way to, re, re, to retain your sanity, Erev Shabbos, Running around in the kitchen, running to the mikvah, running shopping, running shopping again, running shopping again. Everyone goes to the grocery store at least three or four times, Erev Shabbos. So the only way to retain your sanity is to listen to music. We keep music blasting, right? Every, every, every Jewish kitchen has an Erev Shabbos playlist. That's right, the Erev Shabbos playlist. 
So what happens this week, Rabbi Yisai, unfortunately, no Arab Shabbos playlist this Friday. There's a halacha that's brought down, actually, that you're not supposed to listen to music on a fast day. Clay Zemmer. Clay Zemmer. You're not supposed to listen to music the same way during the three weeks. We don't listen to music. Thank you very much, Dan. should be good benched. Um, this, this halacha really is applicable to any fast. Any fast, you're not supposed to listen to music, um, including a fast day that falls out on an Arab Shabbos. So... This is going to be the one Arab Shabbos that we don't put on. It's going to be like the three weeks. You don't put on that playlist. And now listen, if you listen to a cappello during the three weeks, you can listen to a cappello this Friday also. But that's a separate discussion beyond the scope of this morning's... What? Don't cause more insanity. A cappello? Yeah, every house is different. Not everything in my house is anyway insane. So it's like, it's not like it doesn't make much of a difference, you know. But uh, So yeah, it depends on your personal taste. But those who... Um, believe that a cappello is okay to listen to during the three weeks, so you could listen to a cappello this Friday as well. Those who refrain from listening to a cappello music during the three weeks should not be listening to a cappello this Friday. Um, and, like, fast, rocky, happy, beady music, that like your typical Arab Shabbos music, again, what people like to have on in the kitchen, one should not have that on this Friday because it's a tinus. Okay. Um, there's an interesting halacha brought down on, in Hilchah's Tainiyos, that in general, on any, can you take a shower on a fast day in general? Can you take a shower? Why not? Depends. Not really. Why not? So, so why not? Okay. So on a tiny seaboard, you're not allowed to take a fat, uh, take, take a shower. A tishabuf. Tishabuf, you're not allowed to take a shower, right? That's it. Yeah. There's five things you can't do on tishabuf. What? Right. So now, this was a tiny seaboard. What about the other fast days? What about some Gedalia, Asarbateves, Shiva Sarbatamas? So the halacha is that Klaiso was not macabre these fast days this is the same degree as a tiny seaboard. We start in the morning, we don't start the evening before. Um, these, the Gemara re- regards these other three fasts as the minor fast days, fast days that, like, they're up to us. Do so we want to keep them? Do we not want to keep them? The Klaiso kind of collectively was macabre them. Uh, but they're, they're one degree below a proper tiny seaboard of Tishabov. A real tiny seaboard is 24 hours, and you can't do all those five things. You can't wash, you can't take baths, you can't, you can't, um, you can't, yeah, rub yourself with, the, with, the, with ointments and stuff like that. You can't wear leather shoes. So the other fast days, we won't cobble that. The, the, um, Shulchan Aruch actually brings down Hilch's, uh, tiny eyes that, um, there's an idea that a Baal Nefesh, a Baal Nefesh should refrain from taking a shower even on a minor fast day. There's an idea like this, um, that a Baal Nefesh... Sinus ha'la l'chutz mitish above mutarim b'rechitz v'sich v'nilas ha'san l'tash v'shemitah b'en tarach l'avzik b'hem v'ayyoyim so this is what Nachi was just saying, why not? I mean, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, any of the three other fasts, outside Tisha B'Av, you're allowed to, you're allowed to wash, Tash V'Sham Ita, Nilas HaSandol, Sicha, they're all Mutter. The Mishnah Brewer, I'm sorry, the Mishnah Brewer brings down, Ubal Nefesh Yachmer B'Kulam. A Baal Nefesh should, should be extra stringent. A Baal Nefesh should actually, by, even by a minor fast, they should refrain from all five things. A Baal Nefesh. With the exception of, Shoes, wear shoes because it looks weird. People think, people think you're, you're Meshuggah So wear shoes. But the other ones, you should refrain from a Baal Nefesh. Now, he's not mandatory, he says a Baal Nefesh. A Baal Nefesh. No brushing teeth. What? No brushing teeth. Brushing teeth is a different story. I mean, that, that's a different discussion. A Baal Nefesh, uh, brushing your teeth, 
You're allowed to be a Baal Nefesh. Who says every, you're allowed to cite everyone around you is also a Baal Nefesh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you take me a shower in the nine days? I mean, you mean like it's the summertime? Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, a leg and abyssal deodorant. <laughs> um, cologne, right? What Some strong you know, cologne that masks your beautiful odor. Your beautiful natural odor. You are not more than a Russian. Anyway, no, but the Mishnah brings that interesting halacha that a Baal Nefesh should refrain from taking showers on the minor fast days as well. He's not mandatory, he says a Baal Nefesh. So what about Erev Shabbos? So there is something to discuss over here when it's Erev Shabbos. So the oh, the place can say that even even if you want to be the Baal Nefesh or the Mishnah Brura for a, a regular fast day, but when it's Erev Shabbos, even a Baal Nefesh is allowed to take a shower. Because you're doing it with Shabbos Kodesh, you're not doing it to pamper yourself, you're not doing it to uh, for Hanah, for Tainuk, you're doing it for Kavit Shabbos Kodesh. And once you're allowed to do it for Kavit Shabbos Kodesh, you don't have to do it like, you know, like every Shabbos Chazoyndik or, or the nine, or like the nine days, like Aver Aver in warm water with that soap, with that shampoo. No, once once you're doing Kavit Shabbos Kodesh, so the idea of a Baal Nefesh taking on that extra synergy falls away. Okay, so the two and a half, two interesting halachas we just learned. A, there isn't a concept on a minor fast day generally for a Baal Nefesh to refrain from the other Inuyim. The Sharetim goes so far as to say that there's a shlo that says that even the night before you should try to try to take it on, which is really that's that's a. <clears throat> I once shared this with a, a Paisik many years ago. I shared this with a Paisik that I found the Sharetim that says that even the night before, uh, on a regular fast day, you should refrain from the five inuyim before the fast. So he got very upset when I shared this. Very chosh of a Paisik. I told him, yes, I will be machmir with the Sharetim. You know, the night before, about that should really also. And a regular place, he got very, very upset. Very upset with. Why? <laughs> I think he felt. I understood. He felt it was like no, that's a chumra yaseira. They even want to be a bal nefesh, do it on the day, boy biyoyim. But the night before, directly, the Mishnah Berurah is saying the tashmash shemitah is also the night before a regular fast day. That if you combine all things, tashmash shemitah with the night before, this, this, this place, he got very upset. Do you have to wait till showers the night before Shabbos? No, no, no. As long as you're doing it for for Shabbos, for the cover Shabbos, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the price of that then? <laughs> yeah, the of Berkowitz. Um Talmud of Berkowitz. Um in my ear to sold the gears, I was asking him about the Sharatin. I bumped into the Sharatin, very exciting Sharatin. Not only Badlam should be Mach, but Badlam should be Mach the night before. So, yeah, I remember his reaction, he was kept, kept very upset. <laughs> um anyway. Hmm? No, 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 no. But from that uh, like from that Takufa. From that Takufa. Um, yeah, so one may take a shower on a Sarah Tavis, you're doing the Kavit Shabbos Kodesh. What about um, shaving, taking haircuts, the same thing. There are people who refrain from grooming themselves even on a minor fast day to give it the same status of like the three weeks. So again, anything you're doing since you're doing the Kavit Shabbos, there's no, um, there's no hesitation over here. There's no discussion. <clears throat> you're allowed to do all your Erev Shabbos grooming even though it's a fast day. Shaving, haircutting, Taking a shower and taking you can take a shower normal the normal regular mahalach have to like doesn't have to be the hokey pokey shower <laughs> it can be it can be a regular normal shower. What about what about toyameh chayim zachu? Okay, and by toyameh I don't mean you know have loading up your play with the, the kegel and the chalant and the you know the shmal the, the liver and the kishka. That obviously can't do because it it's a fast day. But what about sampling the the shabbos food to make sure that you know the chalant has enough spice and this chicken soup has enough. Chicken in it has enough soup in it, has enough salt in it. <coughs> can you sample? Can you taste things? Um, Erev Shabbos, when it's a fast day, you let it taste things. So let's let's uh, see what. What? 
let, let, let's let's explore this together. It's Erev Shabbos, but it's a fast day, but you want to, you know, preparing a kiddush for the whole shul, you're preparing a, a suda for your whole family, for your guests. So, Hashari Batayna says says the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas fast days Tov Kuf Samach Zayin. Someone who is sitting in a fast Yachol Litoim Kadei Revis can have up to a Revis Ubevadshi Yifloit can taste or up to a Revis. The Revis is about this much. Revis is not a small man. Revis up to this much you can taste up to a Revis three point three ounces Ubevadshi Yifloit as long as you spit it out. As long as you spit it out. You're not allowed. So on any fast day, he's saying on any fast day you can taste the food. Hagavi yesh machmirin says the Ramah. However, there are those who are machmir v'chol tain asibur v'hachi noyhagin. The minig is to to be machmir. You're, you're not allowed to taste food. Says the Ramah. Ramah says you're not allowed to taste food on any tainus, not even if you spit it out. So now, so you can't taste food. So meaning you're you're putting together your nice uh, soup for your whole family to break their fast on. Yeah, what, what do we what do we have after a fast day? What does everyone break their fast on? What? Cinnamon buns. You want to taste the cinnamon? You want to taste the batter? You want to taste that soup? Says the the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah, whom we follow. We, we, the, 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 he's the Koyvei for, for the Ashkenazish Halacha. You're not allowed to taste food on a fast day. However, let's see the Mishnah Baruch. The Mishnah Baruch says, Uvamalkam Sudas Mitzvah, if you're preparing a Sudas Mitzvah, on, on, on the fast day, let's say you have, we once had a fast day that we made a Suda's Mitzvah, Moitzai, um, on Tishabav, we once made a Suda's Mitzvah, Moitzai Tishabav. Menachem Tzvi's bris. Menachem Tzvi's Reber, his bris was on Tishabav. Bay B'yoy Mamish was right after Kinas. In Mishkan Esther and Sanhedria, what? We saved We saved a certain amount of money, that's right, because not every, but not, not many people came back for the meal. Um, <laughs> We didn't even have to have any mezainus by the by the bris itself. Um, so the bris was on Tishabov and the suda was might say Tishabov. Right? You have to taste it on oh, so if you're making a suda's mitzvah, Yesh Lismaich Hadas Rishoina Lahatu Bishari Tainasim. So here this this wouldn't be a good example. Uh Reb Nachi is correct. That says the Mishabur allows you on of the minor fasts, everything outside of Tishabov and Yom Kippur, you can taste the food for that evening. Um Ma'admat in Melach does it have salt, does it have spice? If they lift but again you gotta spit it out. You gotta spit it out. So the Mishabur is saying that every fast day outside Tishabhav and 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 Yom Kippur, Sam Gedalia, Asarbateves, um Shivasabitambus, uh Tanis Esther, if you're cooking something for the Sudas mitzvah, for a mitzvah suda, then you are allowed to taste it. So certainly Lil Shabbos, the Shabbos meal is a Sudas mitzvah. It certainly has a status with Suda Smith. What's, what's the problem for, for Tishabov is to taste something without swallowing it. What would be the problem? Oh, so, so very good. Excellent question. Let, let's explore this momentarily. So anyway, so that is the Psakalach. So this coming Friday, you are allowed to taste to make sure there's enough uh, spices to see if anything needs to be added or subtracted. Um, but you got to spit it out. You have to spit it out. You're not allowed to swallow. Why would that be a problem? So now, why would that be a problem on Tishabov? Or Yom Kippur, why are you not allowed to sw- to taste and spit it out on on, on, on Tisha B'av. So there's an interesting discussion over here. We would think it's a gzeira that you might come to swallow it, but if it's a gzeira, you might come to swallow it. it. Should be the same thing on other fast days. What's the difference? It can't break your fast ones. Our fast days have the, like the status of a neder, right? Klaisos was makabel them. A neder, you can't break a neder. So the, the the idea is like this. We're not really concerned. I'm going to get to this in a moment. There's two two parallel discussions over here. One is the reason why, and one of the reason is why not. 
Um, so why can't you taste it on the other fast days? The teretz is, there's two different ways that you can have a, a fast day structured. A fast day is a day that you're not allowed to derive pleasure from many things, including food. So the question is like this, a fast day, what are you fasting? Are you fasting from eating only? Or are you even fasting from enjoying the food in your mouth? So by Tisha B'Av and by, by Yom Kippur, we take on that the fast covers two things. You're fasting not just from eating, you're fasting from enjoying the food, even if you don't swallow it. And tasting, even without swallowing it, a certain degree of enjoyment. So the, the, the fast day is a fast from, enjoy, from even just Hanno. That's why you have to spit it out. That's Tisha B'Av, and, which still has the status of a tiny seaboard, which, which is, goes harks back to the original Tisha B'Av that was instituted from the Churban Beis HaMikdash. That is, uh, that's, that's, that is a more severe tiny. The other Tainasim, we call them the minor Tainasim, Tzayim Gedalia, Shivas Rebetamas, Asar Rebeteves, Klaiso only like collectively took them on as a minig. We were, as a minig, we still fast those, but but we don't give them the status of a regular Tainas, of a full-fledged Tainas seaboard. They're not 24 hours, and we can do all the other Inuim. And so too, the understanding is, as the Mishnah Brew recording the Poiskim, that we were only Mechabal them for eating, not for Hanok. The Tainas was not accepted upon Klaiso to ban us from enjoying food, only from eating food. So you're allowed to sample the food because you're not fasting from enjoying the food. You're not fasting from sampling, from tasting. You're only fasting from eating. Everybody understand? Yeah, so Tisha B'Av, a regular, a full-fledged Shaya Seabor, the, the, the fast is on all levels of food, eating and enjoying. Kleiso was not macabre, the second aspect when it came to reinstating the other mind tiny. But even Tisha it wouldn't break the fast necessarily. You do, what do you mean by breaking the fast? It's not like you just broke your fast. And break, but it's like, in fact, Let's say it would be called breaking the fast. What's the napkin, you know? They can't continue even regardless. Right. If you taste food on Tisha you do something awesome. To a certain degree, it is called breaking your fast. It's called breaking the second degree of the fast. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. But again, it's, so, it's very chashif to, 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 you know, to pin this down over here. What's stopping us from tasting food on Tisha is not, oh, I might come to swallow it. No, they're tasting it, even if I'm, if I'm for sure not going to swallow it. Tasting it is usher. Tasting it is I'm fasting from the tasting also. Why is there a share of three if you're not oh, swallowing it anyways? Why can you have ten ounces of it? Oh very good. Sure. Excellent question. Excellent question. Yeah, because beyond that it's not called to ima anymore. Yeah. It's not called to ima. It's not called tasting. If you have more. Yeah, more than that's not called tasting. Up until that that's called tasting more than this. Even though this, you're spitting it out. Even though you're spitting it out, it's not called tasting. So according to this, if the, we didn't take on the second degree for the minor fast, then why does it why is it only just for a, a pseudo mitzvah? We should be able to taste for just any reason, right? Oh, very good. Oh, so 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 good. So Yesu was asking a very good question. How come it's only for a suda's mitzvah, right? Even for for the for the um, for those uh, the muffins that you're going to break your fast on on a regular fast day, the the, the soup that you're making. Why are we only makele for a suda's mitzvah? The teretz is so there is a machloikis. There's a machloikis between the mechaber and the Ramah. I mean, there's a machloikis how Klaisol took on the minor fast days. There there is a, the, the Ramah is quoting an opinion that even for the minor fast days, you're fasting from eating and from enjoying. So what the Mishabru is doing, he's, he's letting you rely on the Mechaber, the lenient opinion, when it comes to Suda's Mitzvah. And he's combining Suda's Mitzvah with the lenient opinions. For the lenient, for Suda's Mitzvah, you can rely on the lenient opinions. But it's not for Suda's Mitzvah, he wants you to be Machmer like the Ramah, that even a minor fast day you can't eat, nor can you enjoy. Everybody understand? It's a Machlechus. So Mishabru is letting you be Mekel when, when it comes to Suda's Mitzvah. But getting back to, um, getting back to Erev Tishabav, so, I'm sorry, Erev Shabbos this week, so it's definitely a suda mitzvah. Lel Shabbos, Eilucha, suda mitzvah, G'dayim, Yizu. There's certainly a suda mitzvah. So the Mishnah is allowing you to rely on the Mekilim and to taste, but only up to 3.3 fluid ounces, according to Rabbi Feinstein. You can't taste more than that. 
Um, <laughs> you want to make sure your wife makes a good deal. You want to make sure she made a good deal. Otherwise, you're going to be upset. Oh, so, so you taste your wife's food and you tell your wife that it needs a little more salt. I'm sure that's great for you, Sean Rice. <laughs> that's for half ounces. You're going to make a difference. Like, right. You'll be able to tell um, Okay, but now getting back to the Shmuel's question, we see the, the, the only thing that's stopping me from tampering the food is, I, I, uh, is, is maybe I'm fasting, not just from eating, I'm fasting from enjoying. What about, there's a halacha actually in Yisravahed and Yeridea. Um, can you sample tray for food and spit it out? I always want to know what, what, what shrimp tastes like. No, I actually have no interest in knowing what shrimp tastes like. <laughs> Even though Chazal told me I'm not supposed to have that answer, right? Chazal's, we're supposed to say, I would love the opportunity to eat this. I just, Hashem said I can't eat um, fried frog legs, but otherwise I would love to have, I'd love to have, uh, you know, poached snail, you know? That's right. Yeah, yum. So, so, um, are you allowed to taste tray for food and spit it out? No. So, no, you're not allowed to. It's it's iser, it's it's iser and shulchan aruch. What? Not because of that. The time that means if I if I cook a potato with octopus and it gets octopus taste in the potato, that means the whole potato is also now. But um, um, you're not allowed. There's a halacha that you can't um, put something in your mouth. You're not allowed to swallow. Yosef Shmuel's halacha, gzeira. There's a gazera that you can't put something in your mouth that you're not allowed to eat, you can't even sample it, because you might come to swallow it. So anything that I can't eat, I, I, I'm not allowed to taste either. So how come, that doesn't show up over here in Hilchah's tiny a question of this, right? Why is it that on Tisha B'Av and on, 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 I'm not allowed to, the reason I'm not allowed to sample is because the fast prohibits me not just from eating, also from enjoying, and the other fast days is no prohibition of enjoying according to the Mechaber, according to the Mechilim. What, what about this halacha that anything that you're not allowed to eat, you can't put it in your mouth? What happens to that halacha? Yeah, oh, oh, very good. The teretz, the lamdish question with the lamdish teretz. Baruch Hashem, we have lamb dunim over here present at the table. Uncle Avi and Uncle Stan, you are uncle also, right? <laughs> so, uh, so that's exactly the answer. There's a difference in lamdish. This halacha applies to something that is the food itself is, as we would say, chaticha di suro, um, is also in of itself. Something that it, the Torah calls mycholos asuras. This is a chaticha di isur. This is something that's inherently usur. So that I can't put in my mouth, I, c- I might come to swallow it. On a fast day, nothing happens to the food, right? The food's still okay. The food is kosher. This food is not trade for food. The food is not going to give you tumtum alayv. This food is as kosher as it can get. This, the, the isur is in me. I can't do an, acti- an activity of eating today, but since the isur is in me, not in the food, that doesn't activate this halacha from Yeridea of, of don't put in your mouth because you might come to swallow. That's only by food that you're not allowed. When the problem is in the food, you can't put such food in your mouth. But the problem is in me. The only thing that would be stopping me is, is can I, is, is there a, something prohibiting you also from tasting today, or is it only, is there's only needing? So that's why that separates out your day from our Chaim of here. Good? Very good, Shmat. But let's say it's a meat and cheese sandwich, but the kosher one. So, but, that, but, but that becomes inherently us. Awesome. I mean, but you, 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 you taste it, but then you spit it out. So that's, that, that, but that's rabbinically prohibited. To have meat and cheese together. So the combination, the combination of meat and cheese together is still in, inherently prohibited rabbinically. The combination, it's a combination. The combination yields a new, a new substance, which is inherently usher. But that's the reason you can't eat, uh, you can't taste straight because you're afraid you're going to swallow. But how come, let's say somebody eats meat and just puts it on his tongue and uh, tastes and spits it out, will he become fleshy? No. Only if you chew it. Hmm. If you put meat in your tongue. And you sample and you spit it out. You're not fleshuk, but if you chew it, you are. Yeah. Um, okay. Now that's the first time. Now, now the wrap up with 
with uh, something that I never knew was controversial till we moved here to Summerton, Philadelphia. But it is a controversial topic. That is, when do you break your fast this Friday? When do you break your fast? Sarah Batavis, the falls out on Friday, is the only fast day that we have to control on Friday. When does a Yid break their fast? So the truth is, it's not so posh. There's a sugyan in Maseches Erevin that talks about it talks about um, fast days falling out on Shabbos Kodesh, and um, the Gemara wants to know Iboylan. Barbe Rav the Yosef Batanisa b'Mali Shabbos. The Gemara in Erevin on Memam Beis, a a yeshiva student who is fasting on Erev Shabbos. Ma'alul Lashulume. Do you have to finish your fast? In other words, when does the fast normally go till? Uh, when it's not Erev Shabbos. Well, till Tzitzit Kachavim. Till nightfall, right? You can't eat your fast. You can't break your fast until forty-two minutes. The people that are machmer for some people are machmer remain time seventy-two minutes. You can't break your fast at shkia. You got to wait till nightfall till the day's over. So normally, fast goes till nightfall. What about if it's erev Shabbos? Do you have to go till tzeis? Do you have to? Do you have to? The Gemara asks such a shiloh. Fast day that's on a Friday. Do you, do you have to finish the fast? We well, not to fast on Shabbos. And now that fast on Shabbos, that's right. You're gonna see there's two issues. Are you not allowed to eat two and a half hours before the Shabbos meal either? You can't have a, a major meal. Right. You can't sit down and fresh. It's a potato kogel. You could have the potato kogel. Shalom, it's a mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah to have potato kogel. <laughs> <laughs> we also don't want you coming to the, 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 the Oh, very good. So there's two issues with going into Shabbos fasting. One is fasting on Shabbos itself, because Shabbos starts at Shkia. And you're going to fast till Tesla Kachav, and you're fasting on Shabbos. The other one is coming into Shabbos, all disheveled, coming into Shabbos, starving. You're not supposed to come into Shabbos emaciated, starving, famished. So these are the two issues with, with fasting on Erev Shabbos. And they, they ask the Shiloh, in Mesech Zerven, what, what's the halacha? Do you have to finish the fast or not? So they, they, asked, they didn't get an answer. Um, so they bring down, interestingly, an opinion of Machlekes in the matter. Tanya Amar of Yehuda Pamachas Ha'inu Yeshem Lefnei Rebbe Kiva. You're once sitting by Rebbe Kiva. The Tisha Bav Shechali Yisbev Shabbos. It was a Tisha Bav that fell on a Friday. We our camp doesn't allow that anymore. Back in the times of Rebbe Kiva, where they're still doing Kiddush Hakodesh, so they had a well, year where Tisha Bav fell on a Friday. The Heviu Loi they brought to Rebbe Kiva Beitzim the Gulgalus the Gama Beloi Melach. They brought a a hard boiled egg and he ate it without salt. Veloi Shayatov he ate it. He ate it on Friday afternoon, before nightfall, on the fast day. Not that he was hungry. He wanted to teach everyone the halacha that what that you don't finish off the fast. You you can break your fast before before nightfall. And that was Tisha B'av. And that was Tisha B'av. Before yeah, Shkia. Before Shkia, he broke his fast before Shkia when the sun was still shining. Rabbi Yosi says no. You have to finish off your fast. So Machleik is Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Kiva. If you have to finish off your fast or not, there's a pin of the Gemara that, that, that says that, that Rabbi Kiva showed his Talmidim, this halach. He ate the egg publicly to show everybody you don't have to, you can break your fast before sundown. What's the Psach halach in the Gemara? At the end of the Sogi, the Gemara says, Darish Marzutra Mishmed Ravuna, halacha Misanu Mashlim. The halach is you have to finish off the fast. The halach is you have to finish the fast. Mashlim means you have to go all the way till sundown. Now, one second, we're not done yet. So first of all, Tysus over here brings down an opinion that although although the Gemara seems to pass and conclusively and clearly that even on a Friday you have to fast mashlim mashlim means tiltzeis kachavim that's what mashlim always means to fast tiltzeis Tysus brings down an opinion that holds 
that you are allowed to break your fast um, before Shkia. You are allowed to do that. I, the Gemara says clearly, that's always Sak Halacha, says, he brings down an opinion that what the Gemara means, the whole Shiloh was never, are you allowed to break your fast early? The Shiloh was Fakir, are you allowed to finish off the fast? Are you allowed to finish off the fast? And when the Gemara Paskins, Misan Mashlim, and the Gemara is not saying you're chayv to finish the fast, the Gemara is saying you're allowed to finish the fast. But goes that saying that if you want to break it before Shkia, you're allowed to break it before Shkia because of Kavit Shabbos, because of not fasting on Shabbos. Uh, the whole Shabbos of the Gemara was, was, wasn't, are you allowed to break it early? Fakert was, are you allowed to go into Shabbos fasting? And the halakas, you're allowed to go into Shabbos fasting. Tais brings down such an opinion that, that, that he, it's he flips the whole Gemara around and it would come out and the halach is no, you're allowed to fast all the way till Tais but if you want, you can break your fast early before Shkia. But Tais says vehemently disagrees with that. Tais says that even though there's an opinion like that in the Rishonim, Tais says that's not the right way, that's not the right shot in the Gemara. The shot is the way, the way we said originally that the Shiloh wasn't are you allowed to fast, the Shiloh is are you allowed to break your fast, are, are you allowed to fast late, but are you allowed to break your fast early and says Tais says not only that, says Tysus, we have a Messiah, says Tysus very interestingly. We have a Messiah, says Tysus, that this story with Rabbi Kiva, that Rabbi Kiva publicly broke his fast on an egg. Um, what really happened was Rabbi Kiva was a chayla that year. Rabbi Kiva was not able to, to fast all the way to the Tysus, and he ate the egg only because he had a heter to break his fast, because he was a chayla, not because it was Arab Shabbos. And the Tamidim that saw it made a mistake. They thought that Rabbi Kiva was teaching halacha that you're allowed to break your fast early for everyone. But 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 says Tais is that Aramisar is that that there isn't even really a machlokes. There isn't really any other shita. Everyone holds you. You're not only you, you, that's not about having the, the right to fast. It's about being chayv to fast till Tais. And everyone holds you chayv to fast till Tais. This the Tais says that we have a Messiah that that this whole story with Rabbi Kiva didn't never really, really happen. This Tamidim made a mistake. So why was he eating um, as a chayla in front of people? What do you you know like on Sukkot. To show them the halacha that a chayla is allowed to eat. That at some point the Messiah got a little bit, someone gave it over the wrong way. Right? Someone was, was, was not paying attention. Someone was on his phone when, when, when the Rikiv was eating the egg. He said, oh, yeah, yeah Rikiv ate the egg. Oh, it's because the egg started. Right, right. So when viral, the clip of Rikiva eating the egg was out, that, but that's what Tais holds, yeah? Okay. Um, the The... The, um, the, the but there is again there is an opinion in the Gemara. Let's just summarize what we have. There's a there's a, a shaila the Gemara if you're allowed to break the fast early or you fast all the way the, to 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 says on erev Shabbos when when the fast goes into Shabbos. The Gemara paskins you, you finish till says. There's a shaila in the Rishonim. Does the Gemara mean you're Chayv to go to Tais, or you're allowed to go to Tais, but if but but you would still be allowed to break the fast early if you want. That Tais says that that Tais says that 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 the pshat most certainly is that you're chayv to go to Tais, not that you can go to Tais. Um, the Mordechai also brings down this idea from the Bali Tais that maybe the pshat in the Gemara is that you're allowed to go to Tais when the fast goes into Shabbos, but according to everyone, you're allowed to break the fast early. And again, also the Mordechai disagrees with this. The Mordechai says, I I I, I um I, I'm I'm in disagreement with this with this way of understanding the Gemara, the Gemara certainly does not mean that. The Gemara definitely means that you're chayv to go to taste and the Pesach Halach is that you're chayv to go to taste. But again, both Tais and the Mordechai cite an opinion in the Rishonim that you're allowed to break your fast early if you want to. 
The question is, what are the parameters of that of this phantom opinion that the Rishonim were quoting over here? That maybe the Gemara means in, in Psach Halacha that you're allowed to break your fast early if you want, and you're allowed to go to Tzais, you're allowed to break the fast before Shkia. What does that mean exactly? You're allowed to break it early. So th- there's two different ways in the Rishonim of understanding the the phantom, the rogue, the rogue sheet over here. Either it means um, that. You don't have to wait till Tseis, but you have to wait till at least after Shkia. In other words, what we call Bein HaShemashas, the Bein HaShemashas time period. That's when you're allowed to break your fast. As long as you, once you make to Shkia, normally you have to go to Tseis till nightfall, Mamish. So when it goes into Shabbos, you're allowed to be Mekel at the beginning of Bein HaShemashas. You can break your fast at Shkia. That's one way of understanding, again, the rogue the rogue opinion. The other way of understanding is, no, you can Mamish break your fast before Shkia, provided that you were already Mechabal Shabbos. If you already makabel Shabbos, then you can break your fast even before Shkia. But it's one or the other. So the, 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 the sum total of this rogue leniency in understanding the Gemara, that the Psaq is you're allowed to go to Tzais, but you're also allowed to break your fast early, means one of two things, but not more than that. It either means I can break my fast after Shkia, or it means I can break my fast before Shkia once I was makabel Shabbos, which can only be after Plag. So the the, the 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 extent maximum extent of this leniency that we may have from this opinion that Tyson and the Mordechai both don't alike is either they're granting us like a week a year like this where Asar is on a Friday either they're allowing us to break our fast after Shkia but you have to at least make it Shkia or they're allowing us to break our fast after you come out of Shul once once you were already Mikabel Shabbos even before Shkia but to break your fast before Shkia before you were Mikabel Shabbos. No one holds like this. There's no way of learning the Gemara that way. And even these lenient dependents that are letting you break your fast um, before Shkia has to be after uh, uh, before Shkia after you makabel Shabbos or after Shkia. Again, Tyson and the Mordechai are both dismissive, dismissive of, 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 that, of those opinions. And the vast majority of Rishonim also who discuss the sugya are also dismissive of the lenient opinion. The, the Rajba, the Ritva, the Ran. Um, the, the Rebbeinu Yerucham, who's who's slightly later, who also who comes as a halachic authority, they all bring this minority opinion, and each one after the next says that's not the pshat of the gemara, that's not the pshat of the gemara, that's not the pshat of the gemara. Rather, the pshat of the gemara is the way it sounds like that the pesach is you're chayiv to finish tzitzis, even though there's an opinion that says no, you're allowed to go to tzitzis, but you're allowed to break it before earlier. They all d- are dismissive of this opinion, even though the opinion does exist in the rishonim. The vast majority of rishonim disagree with this lenient opinion, and again, even within the lenient opinion. It's very limited in its leniency. How do we paskin in halacha? Now that we've explored the sugi a little bit, how do we paskin in halacha? So the halacha psak is brought in Hilchah Shabbos. What do you do if you're fasting on a Friday? So the mechaber is very machmer. In kibul of lisanis of Shabbos or lisanis atzeisa kachavin, the mechaber says not only a public fast, even a private fast. Even if I was mechaber my own fast, you have to go tzeis. So the mechaber says no. He takes the gemara erevin kipshutai. Even for a, a, a personal fast, a personal fast, you fast into Shabbos. You fast tzeisa kachavin. The only way I say is if it's a personal fast, if I accepted the fast, and I say when I accepted the fast the day before, I'm fasting until until myrev is over. Then you can break your fast after myrev. In between Shkia and and Seisakaychavim, or before Shkia, whatever. Once you once they're Mikabel Shabbos, but the only way out he's giving me is a personal fast. That when I accepted the fast, I made it. I stipulated that I'm going to fast until the end of the evening, until we're Mikabel Shabbos. That, that's what he gives. That's the, the 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 only out that he gives you. But a public fast. Even a minor public fast, I'm Gedalia, Sarbatevis, Shivas, Betamis. The fast has to go till Seis Hakaychavim. So if you hold 42 minutes, 42. If you hold 72 for for the Rabban, the 72. That's the Mechaber. The Mamash doesn't give you any way out. The Ramah gives you a way out for a personal fast. 
The Ramah cites the opinion that's cited in the Mordechai um, that, that, that you're always allowed to break your fast after um, you've been Makabal Shabbos, even before Shkia. That was, the, that was the, the, the other way we had of understanding this. And so it says the Ramah, there is such an opinion, there is such an opinion, but what do we do with this opinion that when you go into Shabbos fasting, you're allowed to break your fast as soon as you were Makabal Shabbos? If you had a personal fast, even if you didn't stipulate the day before, you're, you're allowed to break your fast as soon as you're Makabal Shabbos. But the Toivel Farish came Bishaz Kabbalah. Sometimes it's to try to be Machmer like the Machaber and just speak it out when your Makabal is stipulated. <laughs> but but if you didn't stipulate it, you can break your fast. Even if you didn't stipulate, you can break a personal fast as soon as you're Makabal Shabbos. With a tiny seaboard, but a public fast, even a minor one, not a personal fast, a public fast. You have to fast till and that is the minig. So the Ramah is aware of the minority opinion and even quotes the minority opinion that both personal and both public fasts. Uh, one as soon as you are done davening and you're Makabal Shabbos, even if it's before Shkia, you're allowed to break your fast. Once you made it Shabbos, the fast is over. Says the Ramah in Halacha, we don't hold of this. In La Halacha, we'll only rely on this for personal fasts, but not for a public fast. Um, for a public fast, you have to go till Tesakachavim. And this is the accepted fact of everyone after the Ramah, um, the Chai Adam, and the Shulchan Harav, the Balatanya, the Graz, um, even all the way to contemporary places, everyone in between. No one challenges the Ramah. Um, this is the accepted psak in the Ashkenazisha world. The most you will find is that people will say like this. They'll say that since there is this minority opinion that the Ramah does quote, even though the Ramah says immediately that we don't go with that opinion, right? But since there is a minority opinion that as soon as you're Makabal Shabbos, you're allowed to break your fast, we'll, re- we'll rely on that to rely, we'll combine that with the the earliest possible shear for even though normally, like for doing malacha, I might say Shabbos and other things, you know, no one's going to do malacha before like 42 minutes, right? But when we bend over backwards, the earliest possible, let's say in Chutzar, the earliest possible time that people will give for, for nighttime, sometimes like for like Kiddush Levana, they'll have to rely on this. It's a half hour. People are comfortable with a half hour, but not, not earlier than a half hour. Um, Hanukkah left and things like that. Like what's the earliest, earliest, earliest possible time we could call nightfall? In, in, in America, generally, you know, the place can take on that's a half hour. So, so some contemporary place can will say, being that there is this opinion out there, even though we don't paskin like it, we don't rely on it, but if you come, if, if it's Arab Shabbos, uh, if you're going into Shabbos uh, uh, this week, a year like this, where you're going into Shabbos fasting, um, and your mamish, uh, you're, you're chalishing, you're going you're gonna to collapse. So, if you already dive into your home, and it's a half hour after Shkia, normally you would wait till 42 minutes to break your fast, to a half hour you can already shine, you can make Kiddush. Make Kiddush and break your fast. That's like the most the can are comfortable allowing us to do. But outside of that, again, it, the, the, the Ramah is passing this, the halacha this way for us, and nobody after the Ramah challenges this. And the halacha is quite clear that, that um, in halacha we believe that in um, the even if you go into Shabbos, you have to, it's like we treat it like a regular fast day, you fast all the way to Tesek HaChavim. And very could I remember that even that, that minority opinion, the Ramad does quote before disagreeing with it, the way the Ramad understands it is the leniency of taking a, Shab- a fast day into Shabbos is to break your fast when, after you've been Mechabal Shabbos, after you've done davening, to make Kiddush then, 
even though it's not yet nightfall. That's that that's the the way the remote understands this leniency. But to stop break your fast before having been Makabal Shabbos and before Shkia, there, 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 there's there's no source for that in Halacha. Um, the, the, the maximum extent of the leniency that the Ramah quotes before disagreeing with it is once you've been Makabal Shabbos, even though it's not yet nightfall. So, um, it seems like the Ramah is explaining a chola, though. If you're about to collapse, I mean, don't other allowances take place? Yes, I was a bit maybe dramatic more than necessary. If your mom is going to, you know, if, you, if you're about to, you have to go to the hospital, you'd be hydrated, you're going to collapse. Yeah, collapse is a bit dramatic. Correct. Correct. If you're if if it's if it's hard for you, if it's getting hard for you, it's getting very hard for you, very hard for the people in your house. If you're going to collapse. You're on the verge of collapse. You are a chayv. You're not supposed to. Uh, you're not supposed. You're not chayv to to be hospitalized to keep one of the vine fasts. Um, good. So so we break our fast this week. Um, we treat it like every other tainus, unless it's get very very difficult. Then you can make kiddush already half hour. Otherwise, we're going to try to go till the time that's normally quoted. But what is also brought down though, this is not the right week. To have a long drush and shul before Kabbalah Shabbos. <laughs> this is not the right week to have a Karlbach, you know, a fest, a festival, um, the Karlbach Kabbalah Shabbos and shul, with, you know, pulling out all the stops. This is the week to try to keep things moving as quickly as you can. No guitars. What? No guitars. No guitars, no that's right. Guitars. No Aaron Bechayhanov. No singing Vishamru. Not this week. In fact, we should, that we should, should be stamped out every week. I hold that's always Tirchid Atipur to sing Vishamru. Um, but uh, a quick Lecha Daidi. A quick, a quick, a quick Kabbalah Shabbos. Get the tzibur out of there as soon as you can, so everyone can make kiddush at Seisakachavim. Normally, Friday night we get out of shul, maybe at Seisakachavim, probably even after Seisakachavim, right? We in order we try to hit Shema like by the half hour mark, so we're not getting home to 45, 50 minutes, right? And that's with all the giving out the tabak and everything. So that also takes time. All the Shabbos pleasantries. But you'd be surprised. The truth is, as much as people want the davening to be rushed and rushed and rushed and rushed, once the davening is over, you can see people aren't going to rush home. Yeah. You're going to stick around to schmooze, to socialize. No one's going to be a rush anymore. <laughs> but everyone's going to be very nervous and antsy during davening. As soon as davening is over, it's going to be really, really chilled again, even though everyone's fasting and everyone's vibes <laughs> are fasting back home. Uh, but, Lamaisa, okay, that notwithstanding, this is not the right week to have a, a schlep at Kabbal Shabbos. You want everyone to be able to make Kiddush Mamish Adseis. Okay, Shkaych, everyone. Should be the, you know, uh, the last fast day. We all should all have to fast together. We should see only simchas and celebrations.